two men cover the happenings of it all. What's up, everybody? Professional, Professional wrestling. wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite, and honestly, it couldn't have gone better. I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman. I thought ROH was a pile of crap. I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he gets here AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly. Don't forget that the only reason WWE cleared him to begin with was because AEW Very was true. going to, and they Very were trying true. to sign him. Mixed martial arts. Yeah, I think everything leads towards Sandhagen, but I, I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. I'm choosing Sandhagen, um, especially with his last two performances. Aljamain Sterling and Piotr Jan running that back, and the winner of this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought but, Connor looked fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest move. You hear Dustin after the fight admitted, though, that there was like a second there where he was like, oh god, he might have me. Do you think Pena has a chance against Man Nunez? The card isn't very good, in my opinion. Even the undercard, I don't think it's that great. Wayne, Gon, and Lewis could potentially be really boring also. That's possible. Definitely. Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when uh, Jake Paul was like, let's put up our persons against one another and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's gonna win this fight. He's gonna throw combinations to Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet. First off, I'm going to say congratulations to Tyron Woodley for making $2 million. I would like to see Vitor and Jake because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Left on a while so funny that this is the boxing people talk about. Most have said the best boxers fighting. This is what boxing has become. The promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best. They protect their own interests. They protect their fighters and they never let the best fight the best. And there's multiple champions in the same weight class and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts. And this is what has allowed YouTubers to come in and take over the sport. And much, much more. I have them this weekend. I'm just going to let the board fall to me. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Hopefully I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as y'all can see with my Viking jersey on. You have like your really, really top tier wide receivers, but then there's a pretty big drop off. They didn't speak English. So like the UFC like wasn't giving them title fights as fast as people who didn't speak English. It absolutely was happening for, for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up though is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Arlovsky show up on AEW Dynamite. Like, I, Not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Arlovsky. We've seen Cejudo on Dynamite. We've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite. We've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez. Like, it's just like the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that. Fightful. 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 Steven yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh, Fightful Select Weekender Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RVD Tito for life. Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. Live rounds. The marksman have arrived. Have arrived. You're watching live rounds with Doug and Steven and being introduced to you by the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will What's up, everybody? Uh, I just noticed we're flipped. Normally, it's the other way around. No big deal. I just, it's like, uh, it must be because I set the stream up, so I'm on yeah, the other yeah. side. Yeah. No, it's all good. Um, what's up, everybody? Welcome oh, yeah, so to you're under my name. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Can I...
Let's see. Wait. Let's... Yeah, there, there we, we go. go. There okay, we go. cool. Makes a little bit more sense now. <laughs> um, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. I know a lot can't make it tonight because it's Thursday, it's Thursday night football, all that jazz. So we're definitely just uh, wanting to get one of these done, get this out there. You guys can check it out whenever you have time. I know it's the holiday season, but we definitely appreciate anybody that tunes in. If you do watch this, please smash that like button. And uh, yeah, we definitely appreciate it. Um, how's it going tonight, Steven? It's going good. Just got off stream with Fightful on their Twitch channel. Um, that was fun. Yeah, we got the holidays. I know a lot of people are busy tonight, uh, but we got some big stuff to talk about. Really, two main topics to talk about uh, tonight. We got Kyle O'Reilly debuting in AEW, and we have Jake Paul knocking out Tyron Woodley. So me and Doug were saying we'll probably do about an hour or so tonight for y'all. And uh, yeah, y'all can watch it on the replays. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section below and all that good stuff. And also, thanks as always to Unkind Esports. Their logo is right above me here. They are out of the playoffs, unfortunately, for FIFA, but we are mm. supporting our boys over there, and we're looking forward to the next big thing that they're going to have going on. So make sure you're checking out their website, unkindesports.com. Make sure you're following them on Twitter at Unkind Esports, their Twitch channel, Unkind Esports. And, uh, yeah, if you're a gamer, a fan of wrestling, a fan of MMA, any of that kind of stuff, Unkind Esports is, uh, is a place for you. They got Rob Van Dam involved, this dude Eric that I've been dealing with has been cool as hell, so, like, they're good people over there, and uh, they're helping support the the streams. So we really appreciate them. So go support them because they support us. Shout out to Unkind Esports. Yeah, big shout out to Unkind Esports. Appreciate it, guys. Um, so yeah, I, one thing I did want to talk about though, because it's been you know a while since we've done one of these because uh, we didn't do it on Tuesday. But I don't want to forget about uh, the Iron Man match, basically what it turned out to be between Brian Danielson and uh, Adam Hangman Page. Um, not sure on your thoughts on it. I mean, I thought the match was incredible. Uh, I really didn't expect it to go an hour, but I didn't hate it going an hour either. You know what I mean? So definitely. Uh, and, and it worked out nicely. It kind of reminded me of like an old school ROH match on like mainstream TV, which I thought was really cool. Um, and I'm okay with the draw and I'll tell you why the main reason I'm okay with the draw is just because, uh, it's only been done with Brian Danielson. Like there's not draws like all the time just to avoid all their stars taking a pinfall or anything. It's just Brian Danielson. Um, so hopefully, uh, people don't go too far and just think like, well, he doesn't want a job and all this other stuff. Like, it's nothing to do with that. They're just trying to keep Brian strong. And it now it's set up a rematch. It's going to be on uh, AEW's TBS debut, which I think is really cool. So overall, what did you think of it? I thought it was awesome. Like, and that's the thing. Anyone who has any like problems with this being a draw and all that, like, I think you're looking at it the wrong way. The company has existed for like two and a half to three years now. And we've had the Omega and, and Danielson draw. We've had this Hangman and Danielson draw. And we had a Cody and Darby draw, I believe, like, you know, years back. And that's like all the ones I can really remember going to a draw. So it's only been like three matches in more or less three years. And it's all made complete sense as to why they've done those draws. So, and they're great matches. Like, it isn't like we're seeing some like, some lame match that like drags out for an hour. Like that was a great one hour TV match. Like it was, 
So, and then the ending left meat on the bones too. Like there were, there were some moves they didn't get to. There was yep. the spot obviously at the end where like had hangman pinned Omega. It's heavily, or sorry, had hangman pinned Danielson. It's heavily implied after that last buck shot that like he was going to beat him. So like it kept hangman looking strong. Like he isn't just some like paper champion. Like he went an hour with Danielson and Danielson yeah. has been unbeaten up to this point in AEW. And the closest thing have been these draws to literally the best guys in the company and everyone else. He's just smashing. So like, right. yeah, I, I think, I think it all did great. And I'm really, I can't wait for the rematch. I think the rematch is going to be even better. Yeah, for sure. And like, to be honest, I mean, I don't think we've seen a match like that from hangman probably like in his whole career, a singles match like that. Like, I think it really helped solidify him as the champion as well. And Danielson didn't lose any credibility. His stock didn't go down at all. And so it's like, to me, it's, it's, it was booked really well. Like I enjoyed it, thought it was really good. So um, yeah. And you know, what's funny too, is I like, there were a couple people that like after the show, they were like, yeah, that was a solid show solid like you just saw like a like (laughs) match of the year one hour long match on free tv and it's solid like what is your expectations for great you know like i I just think it's crazy some of these people like you see like new debuts or you see a match of the year candidate or whatever and it's like yeah solid well, it's funny. I'm funny is the right word, but it's interesting when you think about like all the varying. We were actually just talking about this a little bit on the Fightful Gaming channel a second ago, where like Hannah, who I'm friends with, and she's uh, you know she's a big wrestling fan, shared Delaware on Twitter, really well known in the wrestling uh, space. Um, but she's ne- she's watched one episode of BTE ever, and it's the the Brody Lee wow. tribute episode. So. Wow. And there's a lot of fans like that, even ones that identify themselves as AEW fans. But yeah. when I, but my perspective and like your perspective is like, we're we were day one AEW fans before we even saw a AEW yeah. match because we were already so heavily invested because of the stories and being the elite. So yeah. like, so you have to always keep that in mind. Like the perspective you're dealing with when you're when you're having these discussions with people is like someone might have turned on Danielson and hangman and been like, Oh yeah, I was pretty good. And it's like, they've never seen BTE. This, this might be one of the first few hangman matches they've even seen. They might only know Danielson from the WWE. You know what I mean? Like it's just, they yeah. don't, it, it totally. So we mark out so hard. Cause it's like, we've watched every episode of BTE. We watched Danielson and ring of honor and then in WWE. And now in, uh, in AEW, we watched yeah. hangman go from like, more or less a jobber in ring of honor than like go to new japan and work the indies and get in with the elite and literally he was like the weak one of the elite and now he just rose to the being the one who could beat kenny omega like we're just so much more heavily invested that you know a lot of people aren't seeing it through the same eyes we are that that i think would have varying opinions on that kind of stuff well the same thing like that just happened with uh the undisputed era like we saw them all the way through roh we've seen them all have titles we've seen them all compete for titles be main events and then we see them go to nxt and now it just feels like they're back at roh in a in a bigger promotion but it's the same roh type vibe you know what i mean yeah and in all the best ways like now it's on a bigger scale with with a, a someone who runs the company that is a as a lifelong mark that has a, an unlimited amount of money like it's all the perfect setup now and uh 
and yeah, there was something else I was going to say about that, that it just slipped my mind, but with, uh, <clears throat> and also once again, it was only, this is the first time they've ever gone an hour or two. I mean, that's another thing. Like yeah. we had a couple of draws, but this was the first one hour that they've right. gone. Um, and also, I mean, I saw people, I saw people online and once again, these are, they're just seeing this through a totally different lens than we are. So I don't get upset about it. It's just interesting to me where yeah. there are people that are actually upset with Kyle O'Reilly. And we're going to talk about Kyle plenty today that we're actually upset with him for signing with AEW. Cause they, they, they think that WWE made Kyle O'Reilly. Like they don't, they don't they have no knowledge of his career in ring of yeah. honor and new Japan yeah. and the yeah. independent scene and everything he did in St. on the St. Louis Indies and all this stuff. Like, they have no idea. They probably have no idea the guy's diabetic and all this stuff like we do. Like, like we're not that that matters so much, but to me it does a little bit because I know like how how hard it was for and you, you know too from being a longtime fan. Kyle yeah. Riley is known for being like the guy who was the hardest in the gym of anybody, and he's yeah. the most at risk because of his diabetes for like something to not go right by him doing that. Well, you remember when they really sold that well on NXT I forgot and we were like, that. Oh my God, like, is Kyle going to be okay? Cause we knew the extent of his yes. diabetes and all that. We were immediately worried. So like, I, and you know, what's interesting is I remember Kevin Owens got in touch or Chris Jericho got in touch with Kevin Owens because he found out, well, he, he just told him about his son that had diabetes. Son Ash, and then son Kevin Ash Owens it, was yeah. like, you need to call Kyle. Kyle actually wrestles with it and all that stuff. So it's kind of cool now they're in the same company and they can, you know, kind of, they probably have already a bond over that, you know, but one thing I noticed too immediately with Kyle is that's ROH Kyle. Like, yes. Forearm smashes, kick to the head. Like, there's no more cool Kyle. You they were know calling him mean? the violence artist. Yes. And, <laughs> and it's perfect because that's yes. what he was, you know? And just to see Red Dragon, I did think it kind of, like, it went a little weird. Because, first of all, I didn't think the crowd was the best last night. They seemed a little dead on certain areas. Like, they were hyped, but I feel like that should have been more of a bigger moment. And then, like, they had Kyle and Bobby, like, just kind of standing there. And, like, Kyle wouldn't look at the Bucks, and he's just kind of, like, talking. And then Adam Cole's looking back at the Bucks, and it, it, it just felt a little weird. But it wasn't bad or anything. It just kind of – it's like, hmm. And then is it, like, did Adam leave the Bucks? Or is it still, like, I'm I'm deciding what I want to do, and they're going to, like, that's going to be the storyline is who Adam's going to choose, you know what I mean? That's what I think the whole thing is, and I think it was intentionally done the way that you just said. Like, I think that that's, a, that's part of it. It was, it's, it was done in a way to make you ask all those questions. Yeah, and, I agree. And I think that that's perfect, because that's the whole story. Like, you wouldn't want, <laughs> I mean, AEW would figure out a good way of doing it if they were to go this route. But like what they really did was they set up a potentially long-term storyline where like, we don't know what side Adam's going to take yet. And yeah. they can draw that out for like a few months or up to the next pay-per-view or whatever they want to do with it. They don't have to on day one, the first time we see Kyle and, and red dragon and Bobby and all them together, like Adam doesn't have to make his decision right away. And that's going to make it more interesting. Cause you know, Adam Cole, there's going to be so many hints to so many things leading up that we've been a fan of for so long. Yep. And like just references. And they, yeah. I mean, cause at this point within like the canon or lore or whatever the show. Yeah. Like, like Adam Cole knows that, that 
Kenny poisoned him. You know what 100%. I mean? So it's 100%. like, so that's the whole thing is like letting that slow play out on TV. And here's the thing. Most, I think most of us assume that he's going to go with red dragon, Adam Cole, yep. and red dragon, which yep. I think probably is the right thing, but that's not necessarily what they're going to do. Like for all yeah. we know, he won't go that way. And I think either way, fan, there's going to be some fans like me that are just along for the ride. Cause like, I just know it's going to be good. What if Omega joins Red Dragon? Because I mean, it's like the Bucks cost him his match against Adam Page. You kind of flip that with the super click and then put in something else there. Like I think that's not completely out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility either, because it would be something that would be unexpected that would still be really good because you're still getting all those guys and matches together. Right. Um, and I also wonder now. These are his boys we're talking about. Like, I doubt yeah. he, would, he would do them dirty, but, like, I wonder how confident they were that Steam was coming. I wonder if that changes anything. Also. Yeah, it, it made me wonder that, too. Like, did they have to kind of flip the script on certain things? Like, we knew Kyle was coming. We knew Kyle And, like, Roger Strong is coming when he's able to. Like, <laughs> yeah, for, like, sure. for sure. Undoubtedly. I think, I think Johnny Gargano is coming, too, whenever he decides that that's what he wants to do. I think he's going to have the baby, and then I think – He'll make a decision. But I heard that there's like a dynamite in Cleveland sometime coming up. And they think that that would be like the perfect time to debut him if they're going to do it. Yeah. But I, I think he's coming. And honestly, like that could happen too, where he just goes. Because here's my thing. If if I had told you like two years ago that the WWE has agreed to allow the Undisputed Era to come and face the elite at an AEW pay-per-view everybody would be marking out like, oh my God, this is amazing. That's what we're going to get. Like yep. we're basically getting the undisputed era versus the elite. That's what I think is going to happen. And it allows for not just Kenny versus Adam, but also Bucks versus Red Dragon and so on. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's dope. Yeah. And I think we're going to get all those scenarios, by the way, like yeah. anyone who's like fantasy booking this in your head, like there's, I'm sure there's things everyone wants in like the short term and whatnot, but like, I'd imagine that these guys are signing multi-year contracts. So like all these things, all these scenarios are going to be able to play out over the next few years. And AEW's long-term storytelling is phenomenal in my opinion. Like there's, yeah. there's been a couple misses here and there, but like 99% of the time they knock it out of the park with, with these long-term stories. So and they usually see it through. There's not too many yeah. like just dead ends where like they never really did anything with that. Like it might take a, a month. They might like put it on the back burner for a little bit, but they usually see it through. So yeah, I thought it was good. And hey, last night they got back to a million viewers. They were at a million twenty. So I mean, I think that that's that's a good sign that people are are invested in it. And I mean, especially right before the holiday, that that's a nice little thing. I think the themed shows definitely draw more attention. So holiday bash, whatever you want to call them, the the other pay-per-views and stuff like that they, you know, um Fighter Fest and all those others, I just think that those call they those definitely draw attention. So Grand Slam, whatever. So Yeah. Is a is a solid way to start a show for sure definitely set the tone and and maybe i think the ratings could have been that way too because then it could have been like hey kyle o'reilly's on a dynamite you need to tune in you know and then people just stuck around so i think that's good too hell yeah so it just got me thinking the only storyline i think that they haven't done like or one of the only the one that comes to mind for me is like 
and I know there's some outside the ring circumstances with it, I'm sure, but like Jack Evans got his head shaved and then like we haven't seen him since. Yeah, I think that's that's okay. I think that I has think to do with okay. the Mexico situation. He's in well, yeah. Last time he tweeted, he was like lost in Mexico and couldn't get out or something. So that, yes. that they maybe had a plan to do something and then he couldn't get free. So yes, um, give me give me just one second. Uh, we got to check something no in the room. Um, if you no want to get to the super chat, super thank chat. you, ECW Hardcore. I'll get my thoughts on that in a second when I come back. Cool. Um, it's Jim, right? Aren't you watching the 49ers right now? I know that's your team. I appreciate you tuning in. Um, saw my first GCW last Friday. Great show. My only issue was my only issue with it was the crowd, mic, camera work, and good God, Kevin Gill is awful on commentary. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Kevin Gill. I'm really not. But he does the show a lot. Um, I really enjoy it when it's just Dave Prazak. Dave Prazak, he and him and Kevin Gill are okay. Me personally, I just don't think you should cuss a bunch in commentary. I think it comes off as trashy. I think, you know, um, I, I think that GCW needs to take their role more seriously, and it's not always just a party atmosphere. Um, but I did enjoy it. Honestly, dude, like camera and mic work, like that's about as good as you're going to get for those shows. Like a lot of their shows um, – they're worse than that and sometimes fight like i don't know if you saw the beginning but like fight couldn't even get the opening show because they couldn't get a signal so you run into things like that and it's weird because it's like man you guys got the briscoes now and you've got bandito and you've got some serious stars and they run into a lot of like technical issues but i mean usually the shows are incredible i thought friday's show was pretty darn good honestly I actually really like the Cardona stuff. I love that dynamic. I love the Cardona, Effie, all that stuff. I think it's uh, it's perfect because Cardona is that former WWE superstar, and he's so disgusted by the GCW fan base, the workers. It's just like he just thinks the place is a total dump. Sorry. He just thinks the place is a total dump, and he uh, loves crapping all over it. And he gets mad. He it, it's just uh, it's 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 really cool. I like the way they do it. It's kind of like Jerry Lawler was in ECW, but like Cardona's, you know, way better shape and um, really looks like a WWE guy and loves the WWE. Right, He's obsessed with their figures and their history and all that stuff. So I definitely like that di- dynamic. <clears throat> Tell me what you thought about like uh, guys that impressed you or things of that nature, matches that you liked, um, stuff like that. Just waiting for Steven. He hasn't eaten yet, so he might be eating fries and stuff. It's a weird schedule right now, guys. We We normally do not do Thursdays. Clearly, it's not a good idea to go up against the NFL, but... Definitely wanted to get something out there for you guys. Um, Because the problem is if you go too long without doing a show, there's just so much to talk about and you miss things. So um, Merry Christmas, Michael. How you feeling about the Patriots? Um, No, they lost to the Colts. I think the Colts are for real, though. So there's no shame in losing to the Colts. Um. 
So thoughts on Friday's show, GCW, Steven? Sorry about that, y'all. I had to get something to eat very, very quickly. Um, so Jim likes Effie, all right. Yeah, I thought the GCW show was uh, was really good from what I remember. I got to remember what all was on that. That was... uh, First half suck, yeah. uh, I get all screwed up with all the wrestling I watch. What was the... What's the the score, Brandon, right now between Titans and 49ers? Yeah, um... I thought honestly, I thought one of the matches of the night was the Cardonas versus Effie and Alley Cash. I really like that. That was a good match. match. It was I a good like finish the, too. With I just the... like the dynamic, you know. I just think it's perfect. And um what did you think of the main event, the barbed wire? That was Jordan Oliver and Atticus. Yeah. Well, that was good. It was it was really late at night though. I was like trying not yes. to fall asleep. Yes. Um I thought the Effie and uh, Alley Cash versus Cardona's was good too. With the, I like I like the finish a lot when uh, she hit the pile driver on right on top of Cardona's head. Like I thought that was done really well. Um, hey Steven, check this out. Brandon got to meet Hook. That's incredible. I saw he was he had great seats last night. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. But he 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 got to meet Hook after the show. And Brandon, I did see the spo- the big spoilers from uh from Rampage. So yeah, very happy. So I'm glad you got <laughs> to see some good stuff. So yeah, I like. I some people don't like it. I love it. I love the whole. They all dressed up like Sting, and Sting had like the scene was awesome. face paint and like toy etic. Like that needs to be a three pack. Jeremy sure. tweeted about it like right away. He was like, "All to. right, well, I think we." And also for uh, MJFTR, he was saying like that was toyetic too because they all dress the same and with the same jackets and everything. So you need, you need the Space Jam Elite with the Bucks. You need the, but that's what I'm saying. Like little events like that go a long way. It just makes it special. It doesn't make it seem like the average thing, you know. So. Yeah. <clears throat> Also, also for the GCW thing for for the super chat um, about that, the it is it's unfortunate, but that happens a lot with like the uh, the mic issues and stuff. Yeah. Um, the show itself didn't even start until like halfway through the Briscoes match, which was the second match on the show, and completely missed the scramble. So like they need to get that stuff figured out, especially when people are paying you know money to watch these shows and they don't run shows that often. Um, I don't mind Kevin going commentary, but I know that there are a lot of people that think he's too much. I get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the face the face paint was awesome, and like Dar or uh, CM Punk was wearing Sting trunks, Surfer Sting. He was yeah. he was Surfer Sting basically. Yeah, yeah it was it was awesome. Because I was talking yeah. about Cody. I thought Cody was going to be the first one to do something like that. Yeah, with especially with the blonde hair. Exactly. Um, but <clears throat> I do, but remember Sting did have like the in-between, like between the surfer and the crow where he did have the dark, the longer dark hair and was starting to yeah. grow out. So kind of, I mean, that was badass. <clears throat> Darby's I didn't really get with all the pink. I'm not sure what that was like a reference to, or if it was just something different he was doing. I think it was but, just like the half surfer Sting that he just decided to do with the pink. He just didn't want to go all the way in, I guess. Yeah. But that's his but, style. I mean, I marked out hard for the Sting, like, 
Oh, just when I was watching, his... I was like, I bet Steven is just like glowing. Like, <laughs> dude, it's awesome. Because I mean, people <laughs> know how I feel about CM Punk. Like, there's some people that really, really hate the things I say about him. But at the end of the day, like, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, like, you trigger people. I really do. It's, it's, you know, but it's one of those things where I like, bet you they're not UFC fans. Well, that's the whole thing. Is like, I can appreciate what he's doing in the world of wrestling, but like, yeah. I haven't forgotten what it looks like when he really. The the reason I bring it up so often is when those elements of him get brought into wrestling. That's my whole thing. Is like, you know, I have to go over all that, but I I think it's awesome. Like last night's main event, like CM Punk doing the the face paint, and it looks like he's having the time of his life, and he's still super over with the crowd. I mean, it's like. Yep. You know, I don't have any issues with what they're doing with CM Punk on on AEW. I prefer, I would prefer if MJF won the match between the two of them. That's just me personally as an opinion. Right. Like, it doesn't mean I think CM Punk sucks or I hate CM Punk, but you know, I mean, personally for me, like I've enjoyed Punk's run so far. I thought it's been pretty good. It's, it's, I'll say this: it's more than I expected, and it's less than I expected. It's weird. Like it's more than I expected, as in. I didn't expect him to be as active in the ring as he has been. Just totally didn't expect that. Didn't expect him to be basically wrestling everybody on the roster. Didn't expect that. Um, so in that part, it's more. But it's less than that I figured he would be more of a bigger role than what he is. That that part I'm I'm a little surprised by. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. I don't hate it. I'm not saying it's, it's no, a sure. problem, but it's just my expectations going. And to me, Brian Danielson has kind of taken that mantle of where I thought Punk might have gone because I think he's a bigger star just in general. He's just Brian Danielson's amazing. And I love him and all that, but I do think Punk was a bigger draw and, and more so just the fact that he was on a seven year hiatus and came back to wrestling. Like that's the buzz of it, right? But, um, I'm going to tell you this right now. Brian Danielson is not my wrestler of the year this year, but he is running away fast next year. Like, I don't even think it's going to be close. I think he's going to have an unbelievable next year. And this year's Kenny, surely. This year's Kenny. This year's Kenny for me. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Um, I think that Kenny had the best calendar year of any wrestler with all the, the belt collecting and the different companies yep. and the big matches yep. and everything. But like the best wrestler on the planet right now at this moment, I think is Brian Danielson. For sure. Um, so I'm with there. And that's why I think next year with the body of work that he's going to have, it's going to just be like, it's not even a question. There will be like Brian Danielson. There'll be everybody else. You want to know how good Brian Danielson is? I like, I'm okay with him beating Hangman for the title if they do it. Like, I don't yeah. think that they necessarily will, but like, I won't be, it won't bother me. Like, even though it was this long build for Hangman and he beat Kenny and the whole deal, and I want him to have a long title run, and I'm a big Hangman Page fan, Danielson is so damn good that like, he, like, he could be the world champion. It is not going to like, like, it would kind of be shitty for Hangman a little bit, like, for the short run, but like, Danielson's, it doesn't really get any better than what he's doing right now, in my opinion. So yeah, yeah, no, I I agree with you there. I like I said, I never expected him to sign with AEW, have a one hour match with Hangman, have a thirty minute match with Kenny Omega, have a match with Suzuki, have match with Nick Jackson and Eddie Kingston and Miro, and like he's only the entire been there Dark a Order, <laughs> the entire Dark Order. 
and he's only been there a couple of months. Like it's it's incredible. I and so far I give him three five star matches. I give him the Adam Hangman Page match. I give him the Kenny Omega match and the Suzuki match. To me, those are three five star matches that he had. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. Um, like TGI Charlie Brown in the chat says that he thinks Randy Orton is the best overall. AJ Styles not his year, but right up there overall. See, I would I would strongly disagree with that. But I'm imagining mm-hmm. you watch a lot of WWE, and I and I just don't. So yeah, um, definitely. Here's my thing with Randy opinions. Orton: when you watch Randy Orton, you can see a superior a superior talent, but he does not. Not superior talent over everyone, but just like over the WWE roster, you can be like, whoa, this guy's like really crisp, really good. He gets it, but he does not apply himself. He does not give you match of the year candidates. He does not go out there and push himself to the best of his ability. He's damn sure not giving you an hour match. Like those are things. And if he did give you an hour match, it would probably be extremely boring. So that's my issue with Randy Orton. Him and Edge did it. Um, like last year, they had like an hour long. Yeah, yeah. Match. Well, and I remember that WrestleMania match for that line. That thing was no crowd, and they're fighting backstage. It was like forty five minutes, and I was just like, oh "Well, they edited the hell out of it too." Like there was like they were they clearly reshot a lot of different parts of it and stuff like that. It wasn't like a live continuous match. It was more it was more or less cinematic in a lot of ways. Um, I respect Randy. I respect his talent. But I think he severely under underachieved what he could have been. Yeah. Yeah. And then AJ, you know, I think AJ is still one of the best talents in the world. It's just, it's hard to get. Like, I saw that Omos turned on him, so. Right. And then they're going to wrestle on Raw. And then, and oh, is that happening? Yeah. They're wrestling next week on Raw. And then it's like, what what is what is that going to lead to? I wonder if AJ did this begged his way out of his contract or something. <laughs> hey, he doesn't got much longer. I mean, it's supposed to be WrestleMania, and that's it. So. Oh, really? I didn't realize it was that soon. Yeah, that's it. He's yeah. done after WrestleMania. He should be. He's yeah. He he needs to head on over to AEW, and then at that point, I'm pretty much good. Like, there's really no one else that's going to be yeah. available anytime soon. That like, I mean, there's going to be rising indie names that I I want to see get opportunities on AEW. But like, as far as like established mainstream, like like AJ is pretty much all that's left. I feel like out of like all those guys, and like Roderick Strong to a degree, like the you big know, one. That's, yeah, that's he's the big one now. Yeah, especially if we get Briscoes, like if we get Briscoes and AJ Styles, like that's that's really like you know, I mean, me, I would love some New Japan guys as well, but like that, that's fine, that's fine by me. And I, w- I was thinking about this too, is like I kind of feel like within the next couple of years, AEW will have more of a solidified roster and really just like focus on what they have and it won't just always be like this huge influx of people all the time because i really think that uh it can people get lost in the shuffle and they don't know who they're using and who they're not and all that stuff and i I just feel like eventually things will kind of level out and we'll know who's the who's the real big names who's not who's working their way to the top all that other stuff you know well yeah i mean i'm sure that's where they were attempting to do anyways but then like they couldn't have predicted that the wwe was going to release so many people over the last you know over 100 people yeah so it's one of those things where they were probably totally fine with the roster they had and they were planning for the future with the talent they already had and 
then it's like there's certain talents you just can't pass on. Like Kyle O'Reilly becomes available, you gotta get Kyle. Like the like, certain like certain guys, you just you gotta get certain girls yeah. you gotta get. Um, yeah. you know, so um <laughs> Michael well, I, 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I told y'all for a long time he's gonna win the he's gonna win the title like very oh soon, I promise y'all. Dude, if he wins the rumble and it's him and Roman, like I just I can't. I can't. I just can't. Yeah. I can't do it. I it's no way. Yep. <laughs> and you're just sitting there like he's going to. So. I mean, like whatever they're gonna do. They're, but like I, mean, I hear I hear Sean Ross Sapp all the time being like Braun Breaker, and we're gonna yeah. they're gonna make him win the rumble. And then like if you're gonna do it, you go all in and, and and I agree with that. If you're gonna do it, go all in. Don't give him time to like lose hyper momentum and all that. So I agree with that, but like way too soon. This guy was a Baltimore Raven like a couple of years ago. And now all of a sudden he's going to be a main eventer, you know, like, I, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about it either, but he's the only one that has that kind of buzz in NXT 2.0 that like they, that mean, anyone thinks. The thing that frustrates me is like, he has buzz in a dead company. Like, Oh, sure. This yeah. this thing is like getting 500,000 viewers. It's mainly people that are above like 65. Like there's no buzz in this guy whatsoever in the general pro wrestling, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, there's some. But like I don't think anybody's clamoring for him and Roman Reigns. Like, But if you would have done Adam Cole and actually like really went with it and Adam Cole debuts and then he actually is like the guy – I think there will be way more buzz. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, it's just I'm so disconnected from the product at this point that yeah, it just doesn't. I don't watch. I don't it. care. Yeah, I don't watch it. What I the way I watch it is like Twitter vids if it's on my timeline or something. Like otherwise, I have no idea what's happening. And I'll be like, oh. So he turned on AJ and then they'll like have a graphic of him facing him next week on raw. And that's the extent of it. And then I'll ask like, how was the crowd? How'd they react? And they were like, yeah, they were dead. They didn't care. So I'm like, so these guys have been together for like a year and like he finally turns on AJ and they didn't care. So AJ's entire year, his last full year with the WWE is just to like put over this guy that nobody even cares about. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it's also kind of funny how for all these years, and I'm sure someone can nitpick and like there might be some that some overlap here that I might get wrong, but y'all will get the point of what I'm going to say. There were all these years of like NXT with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Pac and and Kenta and Balor and Joe and all these names, right? Nakamura and just all the just all these huge indie names and like now AJ Styles is, is doing something in NXT. Like, like you, you had a, a list of dream matches a mile long of people that yep. were in NXT when, when NXT was at its peak of popularity and, right. and AJ, I mean, granted AJ didn't quote unquote need to go to NXT. He debuted right on the main roster, which is fine. But the yeah. idea that now, like now you're going to put him on there and feud with Grace and Waller like that, like, why wouldn't you, if you were going to put him on that show, why wouldn't you have done it for like matches people actually cared about? Like, like you're going to like, now he's showing up. 
it for Grayson Waller, well, it, but he ignored everything it, going on with all the good wrestlers for all these years. Yeah, like we could have got Adam Cole yeah. and AJ Styles, could have got AJ and Kyle O'Reilly and AJ and Aleister Black and AJ yeah. and Ricochet. Like, but like, I've never seen Grayson Waller wrestle. And the only time I even heard of him is when he attacked Johnny Gargano on his last night there. And it's almost like they're using AJ to like finish off what Johnny couldn't or whatever. Like, this is stupid. Like, I don't, I don't get it. They're trying to make Grayson Waller the next big name in NXT or whatever. And he's, as MJF would say, he's very mid. Like it just is what it is. Like he's not mid. like he's 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 the kind of guy who puts a hat on a hat with everything. Like he'll do a very, very basic move, but do it in a way that's like a little bit different, but like it still isn't like any better because of it. Um yeah. it's kind of hard to explain. Like he'll do elbow drops, but pretend like he's like dribbling a basketball while he's like in the air and stuff. Like, right. You know. He'll do unnecessary amounts of rolls into moves. Like he'll do a somersault and then a really basic move. Well, like you didn't really need to do the somersaults at all, kind of stuff. Um, it's called entertainment, Steven. Let them entertain you. Yeah, well, that's that's literally what they are. Uh, <laughs> that's the whole thing, right? I mean, they're they're hoping that a bunch of you know eight year old kids see Grayson Waller and go, "Oh, he's a bad guy for beating up Johnny Gargano." Where is Johnny Gargano, by the way? Oh, it's this guy's fault that Johnny Gargano's not there anymore. And now he's attacking AJ Styles. I'm like, okay, if you're a little kid, you might be into that. I don't know, but I'm yeah. not. I'm not watching it. Yeah, trash. I, I agree with Montez Ford. He has potential for sure. Um, but like, do you really trust the WWE into pushing him? Like, I don't, I don't at all. Well, that goes for anyone. I don't trust them with anybody's group. No, I agree. Yeah. Montez Ford is super athletic. I mean, that dude gets up high on the strong splashes and stuff. He can really, he got some, some real hops, like him him and Dante, him and Dante would have a heck of a match. Yeah. Oh, that'd be, that'd be fun. I, I think there's a lot of talent there with him, but yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Like who? Who knows? If you guys haven't, please smash that like button. Help this video out because, like I said, we're going to be lacking viewers because we're going on Thursday. So do what you can. Hit that like button. Um, super chats. We'll be sure to answer those. If you guys, yeah, super if you chats. guys have any super chats, definitely submit those. We always appreciate it. Helps helps us out. Uh, so I'm trying to think of anything else that happened on Dynamite. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about um, Cody Rhodes. And and I don't know what happened on Rampage. I'm just wanting to talk about um, what we saw with the promo of him and Sammy Guevara. It, Co- Cody's, he's going to turn heel. Like, at some point, I think this is definitely happening. Yeah, I, I've kinda, I'll kind of stick to what I've been saying for a little while now. If you're online or you're watching this or you're in the comments or whatever, and you're really, really angry about Cody, you've been worked. Yeah. Definitely. Like it, this is so, this is all so calculated what they're doing with him. Definitely. And but like, it's whether or not he like, turned. I, I almost felt stupid though. Uh, and then I, when he did that moment with Sammy, I was like, Oh, Oh, he, he knows. Yeah. He knows. And he like, accidentally going to the wrong tunnel and being like, like oh, turn right around. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. Okay. He's, uh, he's working. I get it yep. now. Like yeah. at first it was just kind of like, 
he came across as a guy that wanted to be a baby face and was legit hurt that people don't want to cheer him anymore. And I was like, this is kind of like sad and pathetic. Like it, at some point you just have to go with whatever people have decided for you. And so that's where I felt like the heat was really coming. But then when he was like, good luck kid. And then went out and almost went through the wrong door. I was like, mm, the wrong tunnel. I was like, okay, I get it now. Yep. He's trolling people. He's working people. And let's all, let's all not forget. Like, I think people, I shouldn't say forget, but it's one of those things, right? Cody's been in the wrestling. Like he was raised in a wrestling family. His dad was a massive, super famous pro wrestler. That was also a pro wrestling booker for like these major companies and stuff. Like, you don't think Cody gets what's going on. <laughs> like, like you don't think he, he hears the reactions and like, he knows what he's doing and, you don't think that him and Tony Khan haven't had like extensive conversations about like, if you get this reaction, do this, if you get this reaction, do that. Like it's, this isn't just, once again, if you're angry about Cody, you, you've been worked. I'm sorry. Yeah, like you're supposed to be, you're supposed to feel that way about him. I I, I'm an outlier because I'm going to, I'm going to blindly support the dude no matter what, because of the history. But like, I mean, I'm pretty much with you and I don't have the history with them, but like I do, it is the history though. This guy created, helped create this company and he is one of the real, like, not just the pillars, he's the damn foundation of the whole thing. Like if it's not Cody, if it's not the Bucks, if it's not Kenny, this thing doesn't even happen, right? So for me, it's like, you can't, you can't ignore that. And he also he gives it his all, man. He busts his ass. He's, and he's way better than what people think. Like, especially man, when he's a heel, he's one of the best heels in the business. So, um, I, I definitely think like if Cody was a legit heel right now, like he'd be getting cheered He that. And I really think that like MJF and him would be like neck and neck. If yeah. He was like a legit heel. Yeah. Yeah, because I, mean, I think that's what made so much sense of the friendship between Cody and MJF and MJF looking up to Cody and all that stuff, because the Bullet Club is fine, Cody, that evil Cody with Bernard, the business bear and all that <laughs> stuff like that. Cody, that Cody could rival anybody as a heel. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So. Yeah, I. uh I think that they're going to ride that line for a while of like Cody doing heelish things, but on camera coming off as like a bit naive to how heelish he's being and not understanding why people are booing him, but there's still going to be a lot of people cheering him at the same time. Um, I mean, the guy's literally, I mean, when I was there in Atlanta, the dude was rolling around on fire, like literally caught on fire, rolling around the, the ring. Like, you know, how many people are out there doing that? You know what I mean? Like, j- just to get a reaction from the crowd. Like, he doesn't need to be doing this stuff. He's an EVP no. in the company already. He's already a made man there. Like, well, he doesn't the have to be is, is His mentality was like, well, I'm in my hometown. I did a moonsault off the cage. I have to up the ante, you know? Right. So, basically, when you buy a ticket to a, a, a Georgia show with Cody, like, just be prepared that he's going to do something crazy. Yep. And like I said before, the cameras didn't catch it. But when I was there live... When those cameras went off air and Cody did the speech to the crowd, there was not one person doing him in that entire building. Everyone was cheering. The cameras were off. I told, I was telling y'all, it's a it's a thing to listen out for when you go to the AEW shows. 
hearing people amongst their friends deciding if they're going to cheer or boo him when he comes out. It's just become a thing to do for the crowd. It's, it's similar in a lot of ways to the John Cena situation from like 15 years ago when he was like the ultra white meat baby face or whatever. And the hardcore fans like us couldn't stand him, but like the newer kids loved him and it's a different dynamic, but it's the same kind of idea where like the audience is going to be torn, but they're all making noise and they're all invested and they care and they can't, they can't shut up about it on social media. So like, why would AEW do anything different until people stop caring about it? You know? So. Yeah, for sure. Got another super chat. Thanks, Sean. I really appreciate it. Do you guys think Thunder Rosa versus Brit two could main event revolution? Um, I think it could. I mean, I think I could see Tony Khan being okay with that. I really would hope that the story would really like make that feel like it should main event. I don't think it should just main event just cause, but if they've built it up really well and there's like a real good story and people are really invested, then I would be okay with the main eventing. I'd be totally fine with it, especially if it was even close to as good as their lights out match. I mean, that, that right. was great. So, um, and, and I feel like, Oh, it's cool. It'd be like 10 minutes. Somebody's um, going to break into Steven's house. He's just checking the windows. No, we we have another 10 minutes or so. I, I You can wait. Um, no, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, th- that match was awesome. I'm fine with the main eventing shows. Uh, no problem with that at all. The story, the, the cool thing with that is they don't even need that much story on top of what they already have. Like, if you just ran highlights of the original and were like, it didn't count on their records, but Thunder Rosa won that match and, like, Britt Baker's the champion, and I'm really interested to see how they get around Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargill. Because yeah. I don't Thunder, see Rosa, Thunder Rosa winning, so no, either do I. Um, and nor do I think she. Sh- I think Jade should win that title. I really do. I think, but Thunder Rosa is obviously way more established. She's way better in the ring. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not. You know, I, Thunder Rosa is one of the best wrestlers you can find, but for what that title I think should be, I think Jade makes the most sense because otherwise, I guess, I guess my line of thinking is this. I think if Jade Cargill beats Thunder Rosa, especially if she does it clean, I doubt it'll be clean, but if she does, that really legitimizes her in the AEW women's divisions. It's like, you beat Thunder Rosa? Like, damn, that's, that's a big deal. And then it makes her even more credible when she goes on to beat Ruby Soho for that title but they got to be careful about it because you do have Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker in your back pocket for the world title. And you can't really, you know what I mean? There's, there's got to be a balancing act. They do where like the TBS title should not mean as much as the world title does. So like Thunder Rosa losing in a TBS title tournament looks a little weird. If she is going to challenge for the main title soon, although WWE does it with everything, like you lose the U S championship, you're the next title challenger right, for the right. but i don't like yeah. that. i don't i don't like that type of booking um yeah i don't either so i, I feel like i feel like brit is going to get involved in that match somehow where that's going to set it off to where thunder rosa is going to be pissed and that could make a lot of sense then that that's actually probably the best way to go about doing it to be honest have, it's have like out of nowhere brit sticks her nose in her business and costs her the match and then it's like it's on. You I'm know. fine with that. I think that's actually, that's probably the best way you can do that. Um, I'm a fan of all the people we're talking about, by the way. And that's a good thing. We're talking about AEW. We're talking about a women's division that people right. seem to still think like, isn't good enough or big enough or getting enough 
that's one of the main co- complaints I see from from wrestling fans usually is not enough women wrestling. And I'm like, maybe there could be more, but like they're, we're getting quality women's wrestling right now in these stories. Like it, like the stories I, are making sense. The matches have been good. Like, I think there's plenty of women wrestling. There's usually one or more women's matches on Rampage every single week. And that's only one there's hour usually- show. Right. And there's usually one or more. There's usually more, like probably two on Dynamite. So, I mean, I definitely think you get plenty of women's wrestling. There's usually like two or three on a pay per view. Like, it's not, it well, is and, not, it's not something about, ignore. for sure. And Jade's about, I mean, well, regardless of who, but assuming it's Jade, whoever it is, they're literally creating a TBS championship for a woman. So, like, clearly women's wrestling will be a focus on TBS. So yeah. like, you know what I mean? I, it just gets uh, there, but it's two women's people, titles too. Yeah, for sure. You and know? I like the idea of this better than well, it was either or. Like they either had to do this or do tag team titles. But I don't like the idea of like adding tag titles now on top of it for a little while. Like you, you don't want to devalue they, they the belts need, by making too many of them. Well, and they they need to bolster the roster some too. Like more stars i'd yeah. say that like they well, have ember moon plenty of, ember moon's yeah, gotta be ember moon yeah i would give taya a shot i would bring taya in she's like 38 she doesn't have a ton of time left to just let her be on tv she knows how to, to be on tv she knows how to be a tv star i think she would be good um and you know whatever else pops up because there's gonna be others just leave yeah. space but i i do think that they will they definitely have some stars to where like and this is even just in general. Like, if you go back and you look at Double or Nothing, the pay-per-view that I went to when they uh, kicked off the whole thing, right? Like, it was SCU versus um, those guys that um, – what's uh, the the Orient um, – what I Oh, SEMA the... and those dudes from yes, – uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and they were, like, going to do, like, a promotion thing with them, and it never really took off. And then the Yoshi girls had a match – and it was like Kylie Ray was in a triple threat. And I mean, it was it, the first match was Kip Sabian and um, Sammy Guevara in the B- Casino Battle Royal. They had the guy with no legs from GCW that was wrestling. Like, and now we're talking about like Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, Kenny Omega, CM Punk, like you're. Eddie Kingston, John Moxley, Pack, Andrade, Alistair Black. I mean, I can go on and on and on. And it's, I feel like the women, it's no different. Like they've, they've definitely gotten better since keep going, you know? And I mean, like some have meaningful storylines. Like I don't dread the women's division. I definitely don't. And I, I give WWE a lot of credit for, for really uh, making women's wrestling great and focusing on it and building stars but now it seems like they're almost ready to backtrack like they kind of want to go back to more of the diva days and not necessarily focus as much on the women's wrestling like they used to especially like an nxt 2.0 you know so it's like <clears throat> you're not going to get a sasha bailey match anymore you know what i mean yeah yeah for sure i uh so. i thought it was interesting that roxy tried out for the wwe yeah um it, they should I mean, hire her if she wants to work there. Like that's a that's a they'd be morons to not offer her a contract. Uh, yeah, I mean she's only like twenty. I don't blame yep. her. You know, like no, she doesn't. Not. She's not like 
in her roots in indies and doesn't want to be a part of that company and all that. And like, no, she grew up watching WWE. Like, of course she'd want to be a part of it. She's so. a pro wrestler that does wrestling for money. Like, so that's yeah. like all of them do. Like, you know, and I, I mean, that doesn't mean she won't be offered someone from AEW or something too, but why not? Right. Why not go do the tryout for the WWE? Like you, whether or not they offer you a job, I just think they'd be really foolish not to offer or something. Like, um, but, uh, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. either, though. But she'd be a great addition to AEW. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I just think, like, I, I see the indies. There's there's a lot of good women talent out there. Yeah. I could see I could see them definitely getting better in the future than where they are now. Like, they, they're just going to get better every year, I think, until it's like a really, really, like, solid division where people are looking forward to pretty much anybody on the roster. Yeah. The last thing I'll say about it, too, just – some food for thought. I think a lot of the people that are constantly talking about there not being enough women wrestling, because some mm-hmm. of it's valid, but I think a lot of it is like those same people would, or like they want all women shows. Like it's not just about like we want more women. It's like we want all women's wrestling. And that's fine. But that then, but that's a completely different conversation. Because, like, now we're talking about, like, an all-women's company, which, like, you can do, but, like, don't expect AEW to just become an all-women's company. Like, when they have, like, the best male talent in the world. You know what I mean? Like, And, like, I'm okay with intergender matches, but, like, I don't necessarily think that, like, you need... Okay, if you have the AEW title, it can be open to the men and the women. Like, I do like it being separated because I do think that there are different competition levels and, and whatever else, like special storylines that make sense but like to have like a no gender titles and just throw them up in the eye no we're not there yet there's levels i wouldn't be a i wouldn't be a fan of that either but we're also looking at it through the goggles of like people who watch mma too like we we, like it's it's separated there for a a reason like you know very valid reason a very valid reason people can get upset about that if they want to i'll stand behind that firmly like men and women should not be fighting each other in 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 mixed martial arts it's a bad idea for for every the people who really lose out are the are you know there's a i won't get into all that but it's yeah it's one of these things where like in wrestling it's a little different with it being predetermined you just have to do it the right way in my opinion um and a lot of a lot of them can um but a lot of them can't. That's kind of the problem is like you have some really, really, really high level female wrestlers that can pull it off. No problem. But when it's not pulled off, well, it comes across really, really, really bad. Like, yep. like I'm not talking about like just a kind of cruddy match. It's like, it may, it like ruins wrestling for you. Like yeah. it's so bad. So, um, and there are times yeah. where it is uncomfortable. Like, yeah, they hit them really hard. And it's but every like, now and then you see Sadiq out there and like, you don't even feel bad for her because she's dishing it out also. You well, know? And at that point too with her, it's like she wants it. Yeah. Like, it's not just like, oh, they're just taking advantage of poor little Sadika. No, like she's like, if you don't hit me, we have a problem. I want you to lay that in, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, crazy deathmatch lady. Um. We'll jump topics real quick. We'll get to Jake Paul. Wow. Do a few Uh, minutes on that. I was on live Fightful Fight Night. You missed it, but that was a a celebration on stream. My God. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so let's talk about just the fight in general. Like, I didn't watch the whole stream, but I watched the reaction of the knockout. But, like, I was just watching this like, what is is he doing? 
Like he literally was just like wrestling, holding him almost all the time. And then Jake started to do the same thing to him. And I'm like, this was a way better fight the first time. Like, what is this? And, but then I started to think like, okay, now he's cut from a headbutt. He keeps getting held. He's getting tired. He's exhausted. Like he's starting to feel the rigors of being like in deep water. Tyron's really starting to make him feel like he's been in a fight. And then boom, I mean, just knocked him out cold. And I guess my question to you, Stephen, and there's a couple people that I really like respect and I like, and they think this whole thing's a work. Like, yeah, that's like, the see, dumbest. That's it. the dumbest. Like, yeah, he's David Tell with his talking. Wrist. You yeah. can see him talking right before, and then he does this with his wrist, no. and it's like, no. dude, you don't. If you're gonna work, you don't fall flat on your face after getting knocked out cold. A work is not like, hey, I drop my hands and you just hit me as hard as you possibly can. Like that is not a work. Um, and and then my guess, my thing is at what point. Is it not an embarrassment to get knocked out by Jake Paul? I don't think it's embarrassing at this point. I mean, look at what he I don't either. That, like that, the slow-mo of him hitting Tyron for that knockout, Tyron's sweat flies like into the crowd. He hits him so hard. 100%. Like, I mean, that's, there's no shame in getting knocked out by that dude at this point. And like, let's be honest. If they did do him and Nate Diaz, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a guarantee Nate wins that fight. I don't either. I, because I just think that he could hit Nate so hard that it just changes the whole thing. Now, do I think that Jake leaves himself open for shots? And if he fights someone like Anderson Silva, that's going to be a severe problem? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think Nate's cardio would be a big problem, too. If he, like, problem. With the, the, the volume, if he stayed in his face, like that I would agree. be really interesting. I agree. But, um, but that's why I said, you know, the night of the fight that I think Anderson makes the most sense because, like, if, if, Jake Paul can beat Anderson Silva. Like, and dude, so many people came at me. They're like, Anderson Silva, at this point in his career, he could never transition into boxing. I'm like, he already did, like, this year. Like, he he was a boxer, like, years ago. But even just this year, he beat Chavez Jr. and Tito Ortiz. And the Tito thing doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah, he yeah, did I beat did. Chavez. Like, I mean, yes. like, that definitely counts. Like, I think because it was such a low promoted fight, like nobody even knows that happened. Like, I know so many people, people are like, man, I'm getting, no idea. I'm getting tired of always the MMA guys getting beat by the boxing guys. When is it going to be our turn? And I'm like, uh, we won one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, no one's paid attention. Like Anderson yeah. won and he, he didn't just win. He humiliated him. He beat the crap out of him. You know what I mean? So yeah, I I really would love Anderson and Jake Paul. I think that's a fantastic fight. Yeah, I that's a that's a run that back. That's a legit step up in competition too. Like that's a much better boxer than Woodley, um, yep. and it would show a lot. I mean, I'd feel kind of similar if Jake Paul fought Chavez Junior, for instance. Like, I mean, because, but I think I, there's an appeal to Jake fighting MMA guys to me. Because there's also Definitely. like the added thing of like Dana's point of view on it and Jake going back and forth about the UFC and their pay. And like he's getting these UFC guys I, paid more than Dana does. And I also think like that some of these guys get on my nerves, but I also think MMA um, media is way better than boxing media. Oh, it's like, not even close. Not even close. Yeah. And so when you get MMA guys covering the sport, it just makes everything seem that much bigger. Um, there's more buzz. There's more interest. If it's just strictly like just in the boxing bubble, 
Mm-mm. And a lot yeah. of it's like old school guys in boxing that are completely disgusted by this whole thing and they just don't even want to cover it. But it's like, this is what your sport has become, bro. Like you just have to accept it at this point. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I was, I was very impressed <clears throat> with the knockout. Very impressed. I mean, so Vitor Belfort is supposed to fight Chad Dawson. And Chad Dawson is a former uh, boxer who actually won a title. He got knocked out by Antonio Tarver. Um, And they actually had like a feud for a while. But I thought he was retired. So I have a feeling he's a retired boxer that's going to come out of retirement to fight Vitor in the next like thriller with the triad and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's Vitor's next fight. Interesting. I mean, he looked great against Holyfield, but Holyfield looked awful. So who really knows? But... Yeah, I'm down for TRT Vitor going out there and keep keep boxing. I want to see Anderson and Vitor box each other. There was a pretty big claim that Jake's on steroids, and and I was and it, I think it was by uh, Faraz Faraz the hobby. He broke it down to Joe Rogan why he thinks Jake's on steroids, and there's definitely some like loose stuff where like Jake says he's tested, but he's really not that tested and all that stuff. And it wouldn't surprise me because if you go back and you look at Jake, like when he first fought the YouTube kid to where Mm -hmm. he is now, definitely in better shape. But I mean, he's also been training, you know, it's it's hard to say he's 24 years old too. I, I think, I think people are really trying to come up with a lot of reasons why a YouTube guy, why a Disney cast kid is like knocking out MMA <laughs> fighters. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to speculate on any of that, but I will say, I think like the vast majority of people fighting and stuff aren't doing it completely clean, whether it's right. anabolic steroids or something that you can get from GNC. That's like pretty similar. And so, I mean, they're all done stuff, but like, yeah. but yeah, the, the, that's kind of weird hearing for as a hobby, be the one to come out about that because like so many people came at GSP and like GSP was never, I know you think stuff, but like he was, he was never caught with anything or really not. But All he, was, he say, was, for Oz and GSP know so much because they've done it. <laughs> See, That's I don't want to say that. Saying. I'm not going to say that, but I will, but I will say like, if I'm for Oz a hobby, I'm not the one coming out and saying this stuff because like you should have known how it felt when they were saying it about you and GSP. Like and even if whether right. it was true or not, like you know what it's like to be accused of this stuff, maybe wrongly. So like maybe just kind of stay out of it. Because all this is gonna do is lead people to be like, Who's for Oz the hobby? All these hype beasts and stuff that I have no idea. Who's for Oz the hobby? Then they're gonna be like GSP. Well, GSP was on steroids, and like yeah. this is gonna lead to like people. Yeah, BJ Penn said it. Yeah, the Diaz brother said it. Right. Um, Everybody's on steroids. Yeah. yeah. One more super chat before we get out of here. Yep. Dirty. Appreciate it. Um, opinion on Oliveira wanting to fight Connor. Um, I'm not surprised, Mother Effer. Yeah, for real, right? I mean, it's the biggest money fight you can do. It makes sense uh, for him, but it doesn't make sense that Connor should get that shot. But. I've seen crazier things that have happened. I will say this though, like if they really want to do it and just completely destroy Connor and and have him right off to the sunset, I mean, I guess you could if you want to. If I'm the UFC, I'm trying to find a fight that Connor can win, right. not just a fight that Connor's just going to get destroyed in. Yeah, see, Pablo wants to run that back. 
right or something not even cowboy but just you know no i know i know maybe we do do the diaz trilogy or something like that because maybe maybe connor and tony ferguson you know something that but i i don't i don't see the point in the fight well, Oliver want he wants to get paid. Obviously, that's the whole yeah. thing here. Like yeah. O'Connor should not get the next title shot. Um, but if I'm Oliveira, like it makes sense to call him out because that's the most money you're gonna make for a fight, and it's like the most winnable fight of any of these guys that you might have to fight. So, you know, I, I think Oliveira beats all of these guys. By the way, like including uh, Justin Gaethje and, and Islam Mahachev and all these guys. But like, I think Connor. Could Connor clip him? Sure, Connor could clip anybody, but I think yeah. Oliveira, like nine times out of ten, is going to beat Connor McGregor at pretty much any facet of MMA. What, so, what like, about what about Connor and Chandler that that they were talking about? I kind of like that fight. I like the idea that I'd take Connor in that one personally. I think he knocked him out. I just don't know. Chandler's one of those guys that just he just he just. A, He's does game. some wild crap. He just does some wild crap. Yeah. And it could be like a wild knockout or he could get completely like KO'd too. You just don't know. I, I'm interested to see how Gaethje reacts to it because I know he's been pretty pissed off up to this point about like the idea of this happening to him. Um, but I think and... you could do Gaethje and Oliveira it's still and then Connor because Dana yeah. said Connor wouldn't be ready till the summer. So That's, Okay, that, that makes sense. Because then also you can do Gaethje. It's just Islam and... that would be pissed. That would be the one that would be bad. Yeah, but he's got to wait his turn, unfortunately. Well, and then the you way can do works. the whole Connor Khabib yeah. nonsense there, right there, you know. But Yeah, they got, yeah. And Darius might beat Mahachev. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's possible. So, like, um, but yeah, Oliveira, I that's it, it makes sense that he would want to fight Connor. And I don't have anything against Oliveira for wanting to do it. Um, but yeah, I, I think Oliveira would definitely win. I don't think Connor should get the title shot, but uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But it, it, I mean, it's interesting to see what's going on with this stuff too. Because I saw also Dana White seems like totally fine with the idea of Nganu just walking away after he fights yeah. Surreal Gone. Like he's cool with him just like getting out of his contract. It seems he like said that, but then they were like, "How many fights does he have left?" Because he's like, "Well, we got one guy who wants to fight out his contract," and they and then they are like assuming that that was it. And then Dana's like, "He has one more fight after this." So like, I don't know. Yeah, because they do that. We I think they do really shady business when it comes to this. If you've won a title or if you've like competed for a title, you're automatically renewed for two more fights. So it's like right. it just constantly keeps you in under contract and you can't renegotiate it or anything. Yeah. So that would be the first thing I would do. If I was like negotiating with the UFC and they really wanted me and I'm a hot commodity, I would be like, you cannot renew my contract with title shots. Otherwise I'll just won't take title shots and I don't want the title. Yeah. That's a, that's a terrible catch 22 for those fighters. I remember that being, that was a big thing when Randy Couture was trying to get out of the yep. UFC contract. That was like a huge part of the problem. Well, um, it's it's literally impossible to fight out your contract if you're always in title contention. Right. So yeah. they just own you. And then what they do is when you lose like four in a row because you've fallen off a cliff, then they cut you. Yeah, even though you have like two fights left on your deal, they're like, well, right. it says right here we can get rid of you whenever we want. It's like, yeah. well, I've wanted out for a while, but now that you know, I'm not the champion anymore, now like I was kind of counting on that money going forward without yeah. the title not at this point. And they're like, well, sorry. Take care. Yeah, see you, Cejudo. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I don't know why they don't want him back either. Like, I feel like if they would give him like big time money, he would definitely come back. And I'm not talking big, like he doesn't get Connor money, but just like treat him like he's a big star. Cause I love Cejudo. I, would I do love too. to see him fight. But that's the problem is like the UFC doesn't see that value in him. So like he just, he basically, they basically called this bluff. Like I think the only reason he retired is because he assumed he was going to get this giant payday out of it. And they were going to do everything they could like Habib to like keep him and go out to dinners with him and try to like, you know, he had all this leverage and that's how it works for like GSP and Habib and all these other guys. But then when it came to him, they just took the title from him as fast as they could and just moved on with the divisions. And he was like, Oh wait, wait a second. I, I, I want to fight Volkanovsky. And they're like, yeah, well, I mean, maybe we don't really care that much about getting you back. So I don't, yeah. I feel like Sahuda just doesn't have any leverage, unfortunately, which is really, it sucks for him. He's, a, he's an awesome fighter and he's, I think he's super entertaining with the whole King of cringe stuff that he does, but he, yeah. He uh he he like talked him he talked himself out of a job basically and like now he can't. Well, get I back almost in. feel like he has his stock has kind of grown though, like with doing the podcast with Mike Tyson and all this other stuff. Like I think that he would do really well. He would be a star, especially if it's like him and Jan. I think that's a huge fight. I want to see so, him fight Volkanovski. Try to go for that yeah. the next title belt. Yeah, I think he's. I think I'd take him over Volkanovski with his wrestling. If he can take Very Volkanovski to the ground, that's yeah, that's. That's something Volkanovski doesn't have to deal with. And pretty much any of the guys in the top 15 at featherweight, they're all mainly just going to go in there and try to take your head off on the feet. Like, you don't have to deal with that many grapplers. Um, so, but yeah, that's a good question, Dirty. Um, I I guess to wrap it up with that, not surprised. It makes sense Oliver would want that fight. Connor shouldn't get it, but if he wants it, he'll get it. If they both, if, if, if Connor and Oliver want the fight, Dana will make the fight happen. For sure. All right, man. I guess we can wrap it up. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Um, like I said, no, it's not perfect. No, we normally do these on Tuesday, but we wanted to get something out there. Um, we'll definitely be back next Tuesday. Uh, so be sure to be on the lookout for that. And everybody have a Merry Christmas. And Before we get enjoy. out of here. Yeah, yeah. Unkind Esports, everybody. Make sure you're following them. Twitter, Unkind Esports, unkindesports.com. Support them. Jump on their Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash unkindesports. They are awesome people for helping us out, and we're looking forward to more of this next month with them. So uh, jump over there. Give them a follow and tell them that me and Doug sent you their way. I I really appreciate that this holiday season. So once again, big thank you to Unkind Esports. And you can follow me on Twitter at fighttalk underscore. Listen to the Fightful Select Weekender podcast this Sunday. It's the year-end awards for all the stuff that I cover on that show. So, uh, So yeah, check that stuff out. And that's all I've got. All right, Stephen. Um, I'm going to sign off. Cowboys are going to win their division on Sunday. And we'll be sitting pretty. And uh, just got to keep getting better and heading into the playoffs. That's pretty much what I want for Christmas. So just want to want to win this whole thing. What I want for Christmas is an Adam Thielen jersey. So hopefully the next time y'all see me this upcoming Tuesday on this stream, I'll be wearing a new Adam Thielen jersey. That's right. And I also also want the NFL to figure something out because literally everybody is testing positive right now and it's destroying fantasy playoffs. And you get off the stream right now. Happy holidays, y'all. Happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas. Take care. Go Cowboys. Cool.